It's a Wine and Wednesday edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast, and today we are discussing the extension of Panthers goaltender Spencer Knight. He'll be signing here with for three more years. We're going to talk about his resume, what it means for the cap, all on today's edition of the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Your Locked On Panthers, your daily podcast on the Florida Panthers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into this Wednesday, September 28th edition of the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. I'm Armando Velez, and you can follow me on Twitter at Monoman12. Follow the show account on Twitter at LO underscore FLA Panthers. Don't forget to also subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Ronan and Locked On NHL, where they'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. So, Panther fans, we were... A little bit caught by surprise yesterday, at least I was, when the Florida Panthers, when we were talking about really the future of goaltending for the Florida Panthers, we knew that an extension was going to get done. We knew that the Panthers come next year were going to have the most expensive goalie tandem in the NHL. That was it. That was expected. What wasn't expected was the, the timing and, of course, the AAV for Spencer Knight uh, signing an extension for the Florida Panthers. It is a three-year extension worth $4.5 million AAV for the next three years starting next year. So great, great that Bill Zito is getting this out of the way now. So... Great, great that. And now next offseason, we could worry about different things. But let me bring in my guest onto the show, Jacob Winans, on this Winans Wednesday edition of Locked on Panthers. Jacob, how are you doing, man? I'm doing pretty well, uh, given given the circumstances that, that we're being dealt uh, with the, this hurricane. I hope everybody out there is staying safe uh, and, and everyone's prepared. And we'll get through this in the next couple of days. Um, but yeah, the the news yesterday about Spencer Knight was definitely caught everybody off guard a little bit. Uh, I don't think anyone even really knew they had been negotiating this extension. Um, so for for it to come through with a, a three year deal and the uh, relatively high AAV for that, um, you know, it opened opened some eyes. But I think it's a I think it's a well calculated risk, um, and we'll definitely get into a little bit more about why the AAV is not too bad. But um, yeah, I mean Spencer Knight is, has what he's done at such a young age in the net, kind of unprecedented. So uh, you have to compensate him for that, and uh, definitely makes things interesting in the Panthers' goalie crease the next couple of years yeah. because it's a lot of money committed to two guys, and we'll see just how committed they are to number seventy-two. Mm-hmm. And let's talk about Spencer's resume about coming up with the USA uh, Hockey Development Program, going to to BC winning a, a gold medal in world juniors then eventually coming to the panthers it, it was late april where he gets his first start only gives up one one goal which was on the power play uh to columbus in his uh nhl debut with the panthers and then we we really saw 
what kind of ceiling this guy has when he's on his game, even at 20 years old at the time. Oh, well, 19 going on 20. And just incredible that the even though the Panthers were down uh, in the series against Tampa at that time, three games to two, and getting that one win, there there seemed to be a glimmer of hope for, for the Panthers at that time. And also a little bit of confidence of what the goaltending for, for the Panthers is going to look like, regardless of how Sergei Bobrovsky performed. But with Sergei Bobrovsky performing well and 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 Spencer Knight, uh, well, at least in this last season for Sergei Bobrovsky, and then Spencer Knight still having a little bit of time to development uh, to develop, you feel good about the performance of this tandem and what they could be, at least if Sergei Bobrovsky continues that. And of course, if if the trajectory of Spencer Knight continues. Exactly. Uh, the, the Panthers in the last several years really have been fortunate uh, with the situation they've had in net. Um, you know, we, we can go back to Sergei Bobrovsky, Chris Drieger. Uh, it's a really good tandem and it allowed Spencer Knight to break into the NHL at a, at a more reasonable pace for what was expected. Uh, he didn't have to come in and be a savior in net uh, when, when we had Bobrovsky and, Drie- and uh, Chris Drieger. Now it's a situation where we have Bob, we have Spencer Knight. Bob really rebounded and performed well last year, which took a lot of the pressure off of Spencer Knight to have to be the guy. Uh, I know after the playoffs two years ago, we, we were thinking, you know, Spencer Knight might have to come in and be the number one in this crease. It didn't happen that way. Uh, and, and the Panthers are really fortunate that, that Bob was able to kind of resurrect his career last year. So, um, again, this season should not be a year where everything and all the weight of the goalie crease is on, is on Spencer Knight's shoulders. Um, it can still be a development year, even though he does have this contract locked in, uh, kicking in after this season. We're just looking for, for uh, just a, a steady progression, you know. And he doesn't have to all of a sudden become a $4.5 million goalie. He can progress at the same pace that he's been progressing at, and, and there's, no, there's no rush. Um, so a, a lot of credit has to go to the Panthers and their uh, goaltending excellence department. Uh, it goes beyond just Bob and, and, and Knight right now. You've got guys like Matt Guzda who have been impressive. Um, it, we have, we've got goalies developing in Russia, goalies de- goalie developing in the U.S. national team program. The, the Panthers are doing a really, really excellent job of building that goalie pipeline. And Spencer Knight just seems to be the first product of it uh, as far as getting locked in with some term and some uh, a, a reasonable AAV uh, for what, what we can expect in that, definitely. Reasonable AAV, you said, and for for as far as him personally, we're going to talk about the Panthers' cap in a whole in segment number two. But after seeing what Jake Ottinger got after playing more games than Spencer Knight last season, I don't know if you stayed up to watch Game Seven of Calgary Dallas. Oh, yeah. Jake Ottinger was incredible, and he car- he pretty much carried the Dallas Stars. Uh, on 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 his back and the uh, really outside of the top line for Dallas, really there was no no scoring opportunities for Dallas on on Jakob Markstrom, former uh, Florida Panthers uh, goalie. But I was I was I didn't think that it was going to be four point five million. I don't think any any of us really thought that. And I, I'm I'm just looking at the amount of games Spencer Knight has has played played in his career. Thirty six uh thirty six games played. 274 GAA, GAA, 
not 909 save percentage. But two things can be true at the same time. Is that Spencer Knight is still unproven as a goalie, but that we can and and another thing is that you are taking care of your biggest priority as far as RFA next offseason and that with Spencer and his development on as far as the trajectory that you are forecasting and seeing, okay, we see the direction that we 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 like from this guy. Let's do it now. And also in in game one of the preseason, 19 of 20 through 30 minutes of play when the 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 Panthers spend most of the time in their own zone. I think I part of me thinks that that kind of triggered it, but but there they also had some confidence even prior to that i agree so when we look at this contract we have to consider that this is not a short-sighted move at all um this is not a a contract that's being given for current performance it's being given for future performance uh that's that's important to to remember because this this is zito investing in a player that he fully expects to to outlive the the contract total that he's getting um he, he expects spencer knight to take off and become a legitimate number one goalie and if you have a, a real number one goalie who can win you playoff games at 4.5 million AAV, th- now it looks like a steal. So I, I see I see the direction that that Zito is going in here. It's, it's definitely a a bet on Spencer to continue developing and and to take over the goalie crease as the number one goalie. And whether that's next year after this season, maybe looking to move on from Bob. Whether it's the year after that. It, this is a contract designed to make Spencer Knight the starter before the contract ends. So you're not paying 4.5 million for a backup for three years. It's this is this is a, a very clear um, signal that that this is Spencer Knight's net. At least by year three of this contract, he's going to be the number one goalie. And if you can get great performance and a, a winning playoff goalie at 4.5 million that year, the entire contract is worth it. Um, so I, I, I think it's I think it's a, a smart gamble. Um, I, I really do like that Zito's betting on his betting on his guys. Um, it shows it instills confidence in the team. If you perform well, you get paid and and you get that security and, and Bill Zito's gonna put his chips on the table for you. So I like it. I, I really do like it and I think Spencer Knight's on the right track. I think he's he's got every every advantage to being uh, a legitimate star goalie in the NHL and um, you mentioned Oninger's playoff performance game seven against uh, Calgary. That's another thing with Spencer Knight. He has played playoff hockey and he has performed extremely well in the limited time he's he's played playoff hockey. But this is not a goalie who's afraid of the postseason. Uh, he's not afraid of the big moments. And that's another thing that, you know, you, you get what you pay for. And if you got a goalie who's going to show up in the big games, it's 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 worth the contract, definitely. And also with Spencer Knight being sent down to Charlotte and after a rough start, he's been able to bounce back. So we've seen how he's been able to rebound from, from sluggish uh, starts as well. So it's really about how he's been able to respond really in his career. And every, every, every single time the call has happened, he's been able to, to answer. So we're going to just now in the next segment, we're going to discuss the cap implications for this move and the and the confidence that we are we are seeing with how 
this is the two goalies are going to fit with the team. But first, we're going to tell you all about Bet Online. And betonline.net is your number one source for all your sports betting information and needs. Find all the things you need like hockey, basketball, golf, baseball, all, all the things. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all things sports. Check the website today or use your mobilize to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. Second segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Swinons Wednesday edition of the show. So, Jacob, we talked about Spencer Knight specifically as a performer. We spoke about what this could mean for Sergey Bobrovsky and and by year three of that deal, what it means that by which the great thing about it, uh, Jacob, is what Bill Zito has done recently as far as matching term. Barkoff and Kachuk's terms match as far as when they expire and with this bridge deal that Spencer Knight is signed his deal, his bridge deal and Bobrovsky's uh, big deal expire at the same time as well. So if Spencer becomes the number one guy by year, by year three and he performs to the level or even better by the time the, the it, that's assuming Bob's still on the team by, by that time, there could be a big payday for Spencer Knight and that it won't be a worry for this Florida Panthers team, especially at a young age. You're you're he's already tripled his AAV uh, from, from his ELC as at least starting next year. So, and, and he's going to have an opportunity to possibly double his, his next deal uh, for, for the Panthers. So cat flexibility is the name of the game. And there's still a lot of, players who still have quite a bit of term on on this uh, on this Florida Panthers team and there's also been a report from Elliot Freeman about where the cap is going going to possibly go in the next few years I'm pulling it up right now uh based on based on the numbers so ne- next year the cap is going likely going to be 83.5 million so only a 1 million dollar uh bump from the from this year right now we're at 82.5 but a pretty big jump in in 24 25 87.5 million to possibly 88 and then by 25 26 92 million and that's going to be at the time where spencer knight's deal is is done and Bobrovsky's. so a lot of a lot of people on the internet were saying that there is a chance that Sergey Bobrovsky could be moved. And I and I do think that possibility is out there. But with this increase in salary cap, if Sergey Bobrovsky continues to play well or even have a spot on this team, that there's still a little bit more breathing room for this Florida Panthers team come the next few years. Right, exactly. So um, this the salary cap news may have come out to the public before the contract or after the contract did. This is this is something that was already known to the organization. They, the the teams in the NHL knew the salary cap was going to have a steady increase over the next three years, and I, I really do think uh, what Zito was able to offer Spencer Knight. Um, but yeah, the the Panthers are playing a a, a smart game as far as the the cap and the future uh, of the Panthers' salary, um, the, the the future of the Panthers' payroll. Um, locking in guys right now to contracts that are are going to be when the cap does increase, 
they're going to be looked at as a really good value. Guys like Barkov, Kachuk, in a couple of years, they would they would absolutely be able to get more money than they've been given right now. That's a given. Um, and we have a lot of guys who are going to be expiring over the next two to three years uh, on their deals, like Sam Reinhart, Anthony DeClaire, Carter Verhage, guys who are going to need uh, extensions. And hopefully, uh, with playoff performance uh, allows, there'll be guys that are that are long-term pieces to keep to keep this core together and keep contending. Uh, Gustav Forsling's another one. Um, lots of these guys are gonna are gonna need to be paid. So having that flexibility is huge. Um, Spencer Knight's contract is not gonna be the kind of contract that ruins that flexibility for the Panthers. It's just not. Um, it's gonna look it's gonna look really good uh, by the end of the end of that contract. It's gonna look good if he's the number one goalie. It's gonna look good up against the cap. Um, it's it's a it's a solid gamble. Um, if Bobrovsky is still on the team at that time, which gut feeling tells me he probably won't be, mm-hmm. um, but if he sure. is, if he is, it's not it's not going to be the end of the world. I mean, fifteen million is a lot to pay for a goalie tandem, but it's not going to be um, a, a backbreaking contract for the Panthers, given that the the cap is going to increase. Um, another thing to think about when we when we talk about the cap implications. The cap rising makes it more likely that Bobrovsky is a movable asset um, in a trade as well, especially if you're talking about salary retention. If teams have more money, more money to spend, a higher cap, bringing in a Bobrovsky through a trade uh, along with some other assets, it doesn't completely kill the team that takes on his contract. So if you can retain some salary, he's not necessarily a negative asset when the cap is higher. So I, I, I really... And this is, and all this talk about Bobrovsky and moving him, and he, he may not be a Panther after the next couple of years. It's not a knock on him at all in his performance. Yes, it's it's more just it's more just the the issues that come with having that high of a salary. Uh, it's it's just naturally such a large salary that it's going to be difficult to move, or it's going to be looked at as a negative because it's really unless you're Andre Vasilevsky, it's impossible to play up to that that AAV. And there's just no way. Um, so you know, it's it's nothing against him, but I, I think. Uh, with cap flexibility that's coming, I think Bobrovsky is a movable piece, and I think Spencer Knight's contract looks a lot better than it does uh, right now as it's signed. And let's think about this too. I looked up. I looked up when the full no move clause becomes a modified no trade clause for Bobrovsky's contract, and it starts in free agency in 2024. So July 1st, 2024. Sergey Bobrovsky has to turn in a 16-team no-trade list by that time. So, from now until then, any trade that the Florida Panthers make, Sergey Bobrovsky has to sign off on that trade with his no-move clause. After that, you can trade him to half the half, half the teams in the NHL. But of course, those teams are not revealed. As far as his his no trade list, we we won't know that we un, unless there's a trade. We saw that with the Evgeny Dodonov uh, trade to Vegas that didn't ended up not happening, and with with that, there's a zero percent chance that the Florida Panthers retain zero 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 dollars in salary. There's I'm I'm not even going to enter, entertain that, but you're right you're right Jacob. As far as how much retained salary, because the last thing you want, especially especially right now. Uh, this second right now is to buy out his contract. You do not want to buy out Sergey Bobrovsky's contract right. right now. The 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 closer you get to the end, maybe the better. But you prefer you prefer you only use that as like a last resort. And with the cap 
not and with the cap rising the chances of a buyout for me for, i'm saying is less likely for for Bobrovsky. i agree with with the cap rising i don't see a buyout happening as much as i would have said that a, a couple of weeks ago uh maybe maybe we we've been looking at this contract as you know this is potentially a buyout at, towards the end of it with the cap rising i don't think it happens and i don't think it'll be quite as necessary um Bobrovsky can still play this is not yes. a guy who's who's replacement level like backup goalie at this point in his career he's still a quality starter so uh, trading him with salary retained is increasingly likely towards the end of this contract because at the end of the day he's still going to be a serviceable starter he's still going to be in the in the top half of the nhl as far as starting goalies there's going to be a team that has a little bit of money to spend that doesn't want to throw it at a free agent with and, and have to give term they would rather spend say five six million on Bobrovsky as their starter for the final two or one year of his contract and i think that's where you're going to find value in a trade partner um i, I think you retain two, three, four million of that contract for the final two years. It doesn't kill your cap because the cap has gone up. You reduce your goalie payroll by about half, uh, maybe even more than half. Uh, if the math adds up there, somewhere somewhere around half of your goalie payroll would be would be slashed. And I think um, it's it's a it's a good value if you're if you're the Panthers and and someone taking on that contract, you avoid having to give a veteran goalie term in free agency. You get a serviceable starter, and and now we're not talking buyout so much. We're talking trade with salary retained, and retaining salary does not kill you when the cap is rising. So, um, I I think it I think this sets the Panthers up really nicely for the future. And and uh, Bill Zito has done a really good job of of making smart, um, not uh long-term less short-sighted moves uh, as far as how he's spending uh the, the panther salary cap space and and we all know that it hurts a little right now with where the panthers are at with keith yandel's buyout definitely and and unable to offer a contract to someone like claude drew in, in that situation and you know it it makes the veterans who are wanting to sign with the panthers right now that uh uh, they're, they're squeezed. We've seen a lot of players go on PTOs all throughout the the NHL, and even even on on the Panthers roster right now with JF Berube and Eric Stahl. You know, it's also a great great news for those guys around each each roster throughout the NHL that they 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 have more security in trying to get an active roster spot as well. And that's what that's what of course. I don't want to say we're coming out of a pandemic because we're still very much there. But as far as where we were in 2020, 2020 to now, you know, there's still a little bit more breathing room for 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 that. And of course, full buildings, revenue coming in, new TV deal for for the NHL, and, and it, it's it's just all positives all around for for everybody involved. The the players are going to get their money, um, and where we're, we're we're not going to see so many players like squeezed right it's it's a good it's a good time uh for the league as far as uh rebounding uh from it, it, we might not be out of the pandemic entirely in a from a, a health sense but from a um financial sense you're starting to see the rebound and, and the coming back from from the just catastrophic effects of of what the what the pandemic did to the league and and the uh, salary, uh, issues. 
not just in hockey, but throughout sports. Uh, right? So the the fact that we're now starting to see the rebound from that is only positive for the teams, for the players. Um, but yeah, with the cap rising, you're going to see a lot more a lot more teams are are able to to take chances on young players, take chances on veterans. Um, guys aren't going to be aren't going to be scrapping for PTO spots as much because they can get a they can secure a one year deal and and it's not going to be life or death to the the team signing them because they're not going to be right up against the cap where they can't even they can't afford those last couple hundred thousand dollars to give to a veteran. So um, it's yeah, it's definitely definitely a positive time uh, for for the NHL and it'll be interesting to watch how this how this plays out because this is a little bit more of a gradual increase uh, versus like the NBA for example a few years ago when uh, the salary shot up literally overnight uh, and, and teams were throwing just massive amounts of money at, at like fringe players and role players. It's, it's not going to be like that. Uh, it's a little bit more of a gradual increase over a couple of years, but um, it's definitely trending in the right direction. And these are big jumps compared to what the NHL usually sees, especially coming out of a, a flat cap. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and ho- and that's what makes the the value of Spencer Knight's contract that's going to be look real good for for the Panthers uh, and Bill Zito just betting betting on his guy and like we said veterans not not being squeezed uh it, and having opportunities to to be more secure on on teams that's for sure but in the third and final segment we are going to discuss Jacob's thoughts on the doubleheader between the Predators and Panthers on Monday and what to anticipate in what's hopefully Thursday's matchup against the Carolina Hurricanes at FLA Live Arena. We're going to discuss that next here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast. Third and final segment here on the Lockdown Florida Panthers podcast on this Wednesday, September 28th. I got Jacob Winans here on the show and Jacob, lots of positives and a few, a few, a few negatives for for the Panthers in 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 the, their first few games of of the preseason, but of course this is why you play preseason to get kind of like your mistakes out of the way and try and to try to get better. And of course, with the amount of conditioning that the Panthers have done between the four, first four days and then a game with no rest day in between, and then finally getting their rest day on Tuesday right before hitting the ice, which which they're actually on the ice right now. We're recording at ten thirty five a.m. Uh, on a Wednesday, but uh, I want to hear your thoughts on, on what you saw from the doubleheader on Monday against Nashville. Yeah. Well, first and foremost, you know, it was, it was sloppy. It was not, it was not sharp. Uh, It was, it was everything that preseason hockey is. And um, honest, to be completely honest with you, I don't care about any of that. Just how great was it to see hockey again? Finally, uh, that first game, that was everything you missed about, about Panthers hockey. Um, the, the cardiac cats really, really can't help themselves. They come out in game one of the preseason, have to give us an OT thriller and Barkov with the buzzer beater. I mean, the game doesn't mean anything, but man, it was, that was just fun. It's just fun to see it, uh, to see hockey back and the Panthers still um, making us nervous and uh, giving us a, a thrilling end. But, uh, from a from a hockey standpoint, there were definitely some guys who stood out. Definitely some guys who uh, stood out for some of the wrong reasons. Um, that's to be expected in the first couple of games. Um, the, a few lines in particular that I really liked. Uh, I liked Barkov and Verhage together again. Um, I, I, 
with ball series. I really did like that that combo. Uh, in game two, I was enjoying Bennett, Reinhardt, Kachuk. I thought they looked good together. Um, I thought Anton Lindell looked really good. Um, defensively, Ekblad hasn't missed a beat. Came out and played 27 minutes in the first game. He looks good with Gustav Forsling. That's definitely going to be our number one D pair. Um, and in the net, Spencer Knight was lights out. And then um, in in the first game, I really liked Matt Guzda's game a lot too. He he's a lot bigger than I than I thought he, than I thought he was coming in. He's just a massive goalie. Uh, eats up a lot of space in the crease, and he was impressive in how he closed out that first game. So definitely a lot of positives to take. Um, some of the veteran defensemen were little bit slow to get going um radko gudis mark stall they didn't look particularly great but mm-hmm. these are guys who have been around they, they're they're going to be ready when the time comes when the season starts they're not going to be off their game uh for long um but yeah some real interesting forward battles going uh in this training camp a lot of guys um dueling for spots and uh anywhere from really the the second line down to the fourth line there's there's some real, some real openings and some real opportunity for a lot of guys. So we'll see who steps up in the next few games to, to claim those spots. But man, it was just good to see hockey again. Uh, you, you sent me a text during the second game. Uh, I'm a Dallas Cowboys fan, which is a difficult life. But uh, I had, I had the Panthers game on my computer and the Cowboys game on the TV, and I was, yeah, I was just in sports heaven. So it was, <laughs> <laughs> it was a good time. Yeah, and. And hopefully if we have power here in, in Orlando, we can watch uh, Carolina Hurricanes versus Florida Panthers along with uh, Dolphins Bengals. So definitely some sports heaven, hopefully on Thursday night, shall we shall we have s- signal. But yeah, you mentioned some of the veterans who took a little bit to get going. Radko Gudis with three minors in the first period alone. Mark Stahl with a, with a, uh, a turnover in their own zone that led to a Fleet Forsberg uh, goal. So a little bit of things to clean up as far as that for 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 the Panthers, but the Panthers did make a, a few, uh, a, a few uh, cuts on their, on their training camp roster, sending six players to, to junior hockey, back to their junior hockey squad. Uh, Merrick Alsher has been sent back to uh, Portland Winterhawks. Evan Niles has been uh, sent back to the QMJHL. Brady Hache sent back to Kingston. Uh, Josh Davies sent back to Swift Current. Liam Arnsby back to North Bay. Sanders Vilmanis back to, uh, his junior team in Sweden. So, so you know, with there's going to be a next round of cuts for the Panthers, obviously, and of course, the way the the Panthers performed last season there in their preseason game against Dallas, where it was mostly the young guys playing versus the Dallas Stars veterans, they look good doing so. But of course, speed as far as preseason is a little different than what you see in the regular season as far as like trying not to get hurt as well but still very encouraging for what we saw from the young group last year. For this game on Thursday, we don't know what the lineups are going to look like. I have no idea what they're going to look like. But what should we expect, Jacob? I'm expecting maybe Barkoff, Reinhardt, Verhage resting, maybe Kachuk, Bennett, and seeing more of those young guys making a lasting impression before they make even even more cuts uh, throughout the weekend. Yeah, so we're definitely following a kind of typical path for how training camp is supposed to go. Usually those first couple of games, you get you get the young guys, the junior guys a taste, but they it's not a knock on them that they're being cut. Uh, this is this is just the progression of NHL hockey. They get to get a few practices under their belt with the big roster. 
and they get to take that back to their junior teams and and that's a valuable experience that they can carry into their next into their next season um now this next game i think yeah like you said the the veterans have gotten their feet wet uh it's more important that we keep them healthy so you you put them on a pitch count during preseason you only play a certain amount of games and the rest they're they're going to be sitting out um and now i think you're going to see you're going to see some uh, heightened intensity in these preseason games because it is going to be the young guys trying to make a lasting impression. It is going to be the veteran guys, the PTO guys. It's going to be the the guys who are uh, bottom of the lineup or AHL uh, on, on the fringe of, of the AHL and the NHL um, guys who are trying to crack the, the NHL roster for the first time. They're all going to get a big opportunity here. And it's, it's, it's really a, a battle to see who's going to step up and take that opportunity and, and open the eyes of the coaching staff. So, um, assu- hopefully, uh, assuming this game against Carolina goes um, according to the plan, uh, goes as scheduled, it's going to be it's going to be a fun one. It's going to be good to see a lot of these guys who are battling for spots get their shot, and and who's going to take it. And you know, there's the, the Panthers are in a unique position where they have a lot of opportunity and a lot of really really key roles. Um, I could see an opening on the third line uh, third line wing. I could see an opening. Uh, second line wing. I could see openings on uh, the D pairs, whether that's second pair or third pair. There's there's a lot of a lot of spots for the taking here, so it's going to be interesting to see who steps up and grabs one. Mm. Also, the goalies as well, because Evan Fitzpatrick and Jeff Berube didn't play in either of the games on 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 Monday, so maybe an opportunity for one of them to get in. Chances are we're likely going to see Berube because he has more to prove, of course, being on a PTO. So. Let's see what JF Berube has in this in this uh, game against the uh, Carolina Hurricanes. As as you said, if it goes uh, by, by schedule, but also there's a few players who haven't been sent down to junior yet. And hey, uh, even though even though the the goal by Kai Schwent went through Connor Ingram when he should have made the save, hey, it's a confidence booster for someone like Kai Schwent. And I was talking about a big block that he had right in front of uh, Matt Gusta in in game one. And just the the efforts there for for Kai Schwent, of course, brother of Cole Schwent. We we've talked we've talked about how great uh, Cole Schwent played last season for uh, Charlotte, and you know more opportunities for someone like him. Some of the the young deep defensemen like uh, Dennis Hassana as well, and and also some some of the some some of the other guys who kind of struggled with injury last year, like a John Ludwig who's going to spend more time in Charlotte as well. Nathan Stales probably can can play a few games, even though he's not expected to make the team. Getting a little bit of those minutes in and knowing, and Paul Maurice even said after the doubleheader that you're he's not expecting these guys to be fully up to NHL speed. And these games, what they're all about is trying to learn what the speed of this, of the highest level is supposed to be. And then you take it from there. Um, take what you've learned from this experience, and uh, and all the guys who were cut. Uh, just looking at every every single cut of the six players, all of them were in the most recent drafts uh, as far as twenty one and twenty two. Uh, no, so a little bit of seasoning for these guys uh, left uh, for the Panthers, but we're we're going to see these guys again. We're and we're we're talking about how they how they look now. And 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 it's good to go year by year and saying, okay, what did they learn from their time going back to when we see them again come next year? 
Yeah, exactly. That's that's really what you're looking for in these training camps is to to find that progression, um, especially in the younger players. Like you, you compare their performance from last year to what they've added to their games coming into this season. Uh, where have they improved? Um, guys, a lot of guys, a lot of their uh, a lot of their improvement in the offseason is physical. So guys who are young, uh, early 20s, even the teenagers, do they come back the next year with added weight? Do they come back um, in better shape physically, put on more muscle? They're ready for the for to play in the NHL uh, size wise. It's it's things like that that you that you really have your eye out for. Um, but yeah, it's uh, preseason is really uh, it's really a proving ground for honestly every player in the NHL has to go through the the kind of the gauntlet of preseason hockey where you, this is your this is where you have to prove yourself um, at some point. Uh, even even the best draft, the highest draft picks have to play preseason hockey to, to cement their spots, and um, it's it's definitely it's definitely exciting to watch. These these are guys who uh, we get so invested in o- over a year by year basis, and it, it becomes not everyone gets to watch AHL hockey. So the, for a lot of these guys, this is the only time we see them play until they make the NHL roster. So we're like, oh, this this guy was good last year. What is what does he have this year? What uh, is he is he going to make the NHL roster? Is he going to be first in line for a call up? Uh, a lot of these guys are playing uh, just to put themselves on the radar. You know, they're not going to make the NHL roster, but they want the coaching staff to know, like, hey, if we have an injury, if the injury bug comes, and, and and you need to make a call up, I want to be first in line. So that, that's that's really what that's really what this is all about, and it's exci- it's really exciting to to watch these these kind of things unfold. And I'm excited to see see that, and and hopefully we'll have a game on Thursday uh that we'll get to see see these guys and show and and prove to the coaching staff and leave an impression for when they do uh go back to either charlotte or back to their junior clubs but jacob i want to say thank you once again for joining on this wine and wednesday edition of the locked on florida panthers podcast despite the circumstances uh in, in our environment right now with uh with nature uh thank you so much for making the time to come on and I hope you stay safe as well. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you online. Absolutely. You guys can follow me on Twitter at Jacob one and eight. I will definitely be active there uh, with the, the hockey season starting. And yeah, I just want to reiterate to everybody uh, listening and watching, please, please, please be safe today. Uh, don't do anything risky or dangerous. Uh, obviously we're, most of us are, are all Floridians and, and we know the drill, but just, uh, Take it seriously and and hopefully enjoy some downtime, but but do it safely. So, um, best best wishes to everybody out there for, uh, dealing with this hurricane. And uh, same to you, Armando. Thanks for having me on, and, and definitely uh, you stay safe for sure. Thank you so much, Jacob, and I'll see you next week. Sounds good. And if you like what you're hearing, please subscribe to the podcast so you'll be notified every single time the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast jumps into your podcast feed. Make sure to subscribe to Locked On Fantasy Hockey with Flip Livingstone and Steel Roden. We'll be covering all the preseason activities around the National Hockey League. Thank you for making the Locked On Florida Panthers podcast your first listen of the day. And for your second listen of the day, make sure to listen to today's episode of Locked On NHL. Locked On experts give you a daily 30-minute podcast on all things NHL, Monday through Friday. Locked On NHL, your daily 30-minute NHL podcast. Sarma Mondavales with Jacob Winans. And you've been listening to Locked On Florida Panthers Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, where it's your team every day.